Namaste. Today we take up two short prayers from Prayers and Meditations. Very profound, very intense and very revealing. Both Shurabindra and the mother remind us that what we do is less important than what is the state of consciousness, how we do it. In other words, what we are is more important than what we do. But the world is busy looking at what we are doing and not what we are being, in the sense what we want to become inside. And the value of an action derives itself from the state of consciousness in which something is being done. So if you look at from the point of view of yoga, and this is a big difference between Yoga and uh, normal human action. In normal human action, all the time we are busy thinking of what to do, what to do. In yoga, it's all about how to do. That means what is the state of consciousness. How to do is not about the process. But what is the state of consciousness? And the whole approach is towards becoming inside what we truly are deep inside what we truly are, divine in a sense. So we have to, our first focus is on changing our consciousness from what we are today to what we yet can be tomorrow and what we yet must be day after tomorrow. So we see that the way towards it is aspiration. This is the big difference between uh, human life where the whole emphasis is on, on action and outer action. So we read a prayer where mother teaches us how to aspire, what we should aspire for. Now if you read Shurabindo in the synthesis, for example, just to give one example, he would say that all our actions including our breath and heartbeats, everything should be dedicated to the eternal. Now it suddenly it's like an explosion, it's overwhelming, it's like how do we make the flame mount upward? This flame must mount upward. So the mother comes to our level, holds our hand and teaches us how to go step by step. A day must come when this little flame inside must become the whole life. Everything must become an aspiration. Everything must become a consecration. Everything must become a sanctification by the divine touch. But uh, initially it starts with a small little flame inside. We don't even know. It's very vague. So we read Madhuranishwar Bindo, we read the Gita, we read uh, all kinds of things, beautiful things, uplifting things. We also read much that is trash, we are surrounded by information. So all this is happening and we normally say, oh this is very nice. But this is very nice should not be the end of the journey but the beginning. It's not enough just to read and appreciate. It's important to aspire and there should be clarity in aspiration, no ambiguity. So we may go to the divine and we may, instead of aspiring, desire. So desire is something which is uh, for the lower nature, it satisfies the lower nature at its own level. So desire is told as something horizontal. The level at which we are, we desire. I want this, I want this, I want this. But aspiration mounts upward. It brings down future possibilities. What we do not yet are, Desire, what I do not have, I want to have. Aspiration, what I can be but am not, that I am aspiring for. So these are two short prayers. First prayer is November 3rd, 1912. It's a very revealing prayer. 
Thy light is in me like a vivifying fire. Where does aspiration come from? The divine light, the aspiration. That's why when this aspiration is born, means we already the divine touch is there. It cannot, it cannot be done artificially. We can try, we can have thinking in the mind, we can have even prayer, but aspiration is a gift of the divine. So thy light is in me is like a vivifying fire. Vivifying fire is something that gives life. So the mother says at one place, if there is no aspiration, we are as good as dead. Outwardly we may look living, but uh, we may be very active also, doing great achievements. But without this aspiration, we are like dead creatures. And the divine love penetrates me. I aspire with all my being. So this is the other part which mother says very... um, she reminds us again and again that we have contradictory aspirations or we have different movements in different parts. So deep inside the soul aspires, the higher mind wants the divine and something in our higher vital also seeks for the divine truth. But all other parts, the lower vital, the surface vital, the surface mind, the physical, the subconscious, they contradict. So as a result, what happens within us is a Devasur Sangram. It's not a pleasant situation. That's why when one takes to yoga, one has to experience suddenly certain things which were, uh, one had a comfortable life in the sense that one was in one's comfort zone. Suddenly you experience conflicts because now there is a battle which has started. When there was no part which was aspiring, then one was living in darkness, one knew darkness and everything was fine. And I compared this uh, fine in the sense that we thought it was fine. I compared this with the uh, experience which many of us may have had uh, <coughs> first time when we came to Pondicherry. You know what happens when you go back? Now you understand the contrast between Pondicherry and the world outside. Isn't it? When we had never seen it is okay. It's like we have never seen sunlight, never seen something beautiful. You don't have a standard to, you know, life is more or less the same. But when you receive that touch, then you know the contrast between what this life is and what that life is. How much ever one may be, you know, sometimes uh, people living here also or anywhere, they may have conflicts, issues, quarrels, fights. Ask them, okay, go away from here. See, you can't because you know the difference. And this is the Reason why the sooner we understand that we have to aspire with all our being, if we really want to avoid all these conflicts and because of conflict, disharmony, imbalances inside, leading to diseases and all kinds of problems, then we must let this fire spread into our entire being. So when she says, with all my being I aspire, I aspire with all my being. So what is she asking for? That thou mayst reign as sovereign Lord in this body. So you must be the sovereign Lord. So people will say that divine is already the sovereign Lord. Yes, in principle, but he is a bit of a democrat with a little bit of, you know, uh, disposition towards uh, retirement. So if you tell him that, look, you know, I know you are in Lord, you are the Lord, but I will allow my ego to, so he allows it. This Sanatana Dharma we were talking about, no, that uh, this is the freedom given to the individual. 
it is given by the divine himself that you may regard yourself as separate from the unity see that is how you have this dvaitavad school you may regard that this is separate this is separate so there is god but i am my own life it must run the same course as <laughs> so divine will be there or we may have a relation where time to time i will call you you intervene save me so he will come from time to time or i may or i may have faith that he will unite and separate mother speaks of that so he will unite and separate like many of those uh, old time bhaktas who experienced milana viraha both things you know vaishnava literature is full of this milan and viraha is for the enjoyment people enjoy even that viraha that separation the pang of separation but this is not the best way or the ideal approach for integral yoga it's a completeness that's why it is integral so the entire being is wanting that you be the sovereign lord over the body why body because body is the real fortress of the dark forces if the body can be brought under the complete control of the divine he takes charge of this kingdom then all the other problems are sorted out it's like you know in olden time when there were battles so two armies are fighting you must have heard the battle of singhgarh or there was a movie also on this uh, other battle uh, where kesri movie so you see you have lost victory and defeat going on you know there are some losses on this side that side when do you say that the battle is won when your somebody's flag is on the fort what is the fort the body is the fort as long as the body is not conquered by the divine you will always have something of the darkness somewhere lingering either as a spy inside or something which will derail us from behind because body has emerged from the inconscient that's why we see in savitri why physical immortality because physical immortality is the final victory it's the crown that means now there is all the forces have been finally won over that's why we see one of the letter of sri arvind to the mother where he says heavens we have conquered but the earth is not yet conquered so the body and its importance so she says thou mayest reign as sovereign lord in this body whose will is to become thy docile instrument and thy faithful servant so the body wants to become thy docile instrument and faithful servant what does it mean to be the divine instrument docile docile means whatever the divine wants that is done there is no questioning there is no arrogance there is no okay i'll decide you have given me the orders but let me think about it it means obedience complete surrender say so the divine says pick up the bow and shoot the arrow you don't say but gandhi ji has said something else you don't do that because when the divine has told you that command is good enough of course command should be there you don't start shooting arrows and say that the divine has commanded me so docile instrument which listens and obeys and faithful servant so what is the difference between a faithful servant and other kinds of servant when the divine gives an errand when we give the an errand to a faithful servant what does he do you give money he goes spends whatever he has spent he has spent the rest he comes and gives it back to the master he tells you honestly what happened when the errand was going on he doesn't keep a little bit of money to himself and think so anyways i have done my job so i must also keep something 
So generally there is a tendency and one has to be very careful, we read in one of the prayers that we do not faithfully transmit the message. We bring in our own angle. So in transmission there is an error. So being a faithful servant means if imagine if the divine has said go say this. Now I don't like the person. So I am adding my tone, adding my you know, like people often say, you know what Shurabindo has said? See the difference. He has said, do not imagine that truth and falsehood can stay together. Right? Now when you sound like this, what does it sound like? Shurabindo is holding a sword in his hand and ready to say the same thing like, do not imagine that truth and falsehood can stay together in the house. Now, is there a difference? Just in the tone. How faithful one has to be. Now we don't know the tone because Shurabindo wrote this. Mother has read it. Listen how mother reads this passage in uh, the mother. And then she was asked, Mother, Shurabindo has said this. She says, yes, yes, my child. He is not saying, read him carefully. He is not saying grace will withdraw from you. He is saying you will turn away from the grace. So do not blame the grace if, if this happens. So it is for your good. He is saying with compassion and love. And we turn it into like, Punishment, like a king who is wanting to smite us. So, faithful in transmission. We add many things. The other day, somebody in message that uh, mother has said that with age, the sexuality drops off. Sent a passage of the mother. Fortunately, the person himself realized that it is not with age. Mother is meaning when animality drops off, then sexual thing drops off. See the difference. We may remain animal throughout our life right till the end of the (laughs) whatever. (laughs) But when animality drops off, then this drops off. But if we say age, then we have slightly distorted in the transmission. A faithful instrument will not do that. And the other is in reception. So when somebody gives something of gratitude, thank you so much, though a part may like to keep it for oneself. There are even people who like to take advantage of this unique, you know, opportunity. So they even end up asking. I am aware of people who even ask sometimes things for themselves. But they don't realize that we can't ask anything for ourselves. It all belongs to the divine. We have done nothing. And what comes to us comes from the divine. That is the attitude you have to keep. But in Faithful means in transmission and receptivity. There is no distortion, no diminution. There is a pure and crystal channel. That's all. Where you are out. You are no more there. It is just the Divine Mother pouring and whatever comes goes to her and you are out of that scene. So the more impersonal we become, the more faithful we become. And now she is asking not just in the mind. It's easy to become faithful instrument in the mind and the heart relatively. But in the very body. So that the body is able to receive everything correctly, transmitted without any fatigue, exhaustion. Because otherwise body is very difficult to receive this uh, tremendous divine influx. Body itself can break up, break down. We use the word break down or break up either ways. <laughs> it can break upwards. <laughs> so this is the beautiful prayer. We read it again. Then we move to the next prayer. November 3rd, 1912. Thy light is in me like a vivifying fire and thy divine love penetrates me. Just to conceive that the divine love is penetrating its cell of our being. 
I aspire with all my being that thou mayest reign as sovereign Lord in this body whose will is to become thy docile instrument and thy faithful servant. So this is the aspiration which the mother is communicating to us. And then we have another prayer of December 7th, 1912. Here again she is speaking of what is the nature of the aspiration. We have read in the mother chapter 3, letter number 3 where Shirobinda says that a low and smoke obscured flame that cannot burn upward to heaven. When? When the aspiration is mixed, faith is mixed by ambition, tainted by ambition. That we are having this aspiration but behind it there is something else like a cover. Ambition, ambition to be great, ambition to be well known, ambition for money, ambition for hundred things. Ambition to be an instrument of God, to be recognized as an instrument of God. All kinds of ambitions can be there. Then it becomes like a low and smoke tainted flame that cannot burn upward to heaven. So she is, what should be the flame of aspiration? She is revealing to us by her own aspiration that what is the nature of aspiration. Like a flame that burns in silence. Like a perfume that rises straight upward without wavering. I don't know which perfume, the Agarbatti perfume rises like that. All other perfumes are meant for impressing those who are around us. But the perfume in that incense stick, at one more place he says that it should be like the perfumes of the uh, of India. It should rise like that. Incense of India. Like a flame that burns in silence, like a perfume that rises straight upward without Wavering, my love goes to thee. And like the child who does not reason and has no care, I trust myself to thee that thy will may be done, that thy light may manifest. Like a child without care. What may happen to me tomorrow? It's Somebody else's problem. Problem is we play at being God. So because we take all the problems onto ourselves, then divine has to says, okay, fine. That's why you know divine has to be in, is in trance because he realizes this world is not interested in me. <laughs> there is a story of Shiva. So two people were fighting. Shiva was meditating. Suddenly he gets up and says, Oh, my bhakta is calling me. I must rush to his help. As he is picking up the trishul, then suddenly he says, okay, okay. And he sits for meditation. So, Uma Parvati, Divine Mother says, what happened? He says, no, no, now he has picked up his stick and he says, I am going to see you. So you see the difference. Now it's not that whether to pick the stick or not. But to remember that it is the Divine to whom I have given my destiny. The sign of it will be, there will be no anxiety, agitation, fear inside. It's not about outwardly what we are doing, outward action. But there should be, would be complete clarity. And again, this clarity is not coming from that space that, oh, it will be in my favor. It's not about my favor or his favor. It is in divine favor. In a battlefield, you may lose, you may die, you may live, whatever may happen. 
completely it is now entrusted to the divine now this requires a tremendous surrender what may happen to me is the divine's lookout how wonderful it would be that state now she is saying only a child can have that state you see children that conversation of two babies in the womb one is saying that i don't believe there is a mother and the other is saying there is a mother see every day we are fed we are growing something is happening sometimes i even hear something outside so the other child says it's hallucination you can't see <laughs> so this is the difference when we are in the womb of darkness in ignorance we don't see the divine of course we later on we see and everything happens but in the beginning we don't see so child like a child who has faith when a child is in parent's arms and going with the parent the child knows my parents know when there is a problem going on the child knows that my parent will take care i don't have to worry about my problem they will sort out whatever they have to sort out so like a child without care if i have a problem issue my divine parents will take care of that and with that after entrusting herself completely to the divine will she is saying that thy light may manifest thy peace radiate thy love cover the world so there is something we have to do something god has to do so people often you know it's a very profound truth god helps those who help themselves so they say i have to do then god will help me no there is something i have to do there is something which is in the divine domain destiny is never in my domain in the sense that i cannot control the results but it is in my domain that at this point of time what state of consciousness i will have what prayer would rise from me what should be my aspiration it is this aspiration which will open the way to the future so that's in my hands we have to aspire the divine will not aspire for us of course one later realizes that one could aspire only because of the divine grace but aspiration is something which we have to do prayer is something we have to do response taking charge of destiny that is the divine's lookout what will happen to us in our outer life physical life other levels in our relationships in our work space that is the divine's lookout so she is after interesting herself to the divine that thy will may manifest she says she is aspiring thy light may manifest thy will may be done that thy light may manifest thy peace radiate thy love cover the world when thou willest i shall be in thee this should not be our worry when when the divine wants he will unite us we should do this bit of course we can aspire but we should not become impatient so she is saying when thou willest i shall be in thee thyself and there shall be no more any distinction so this is the difference between aspiring and impatience so she says i know i am aspiring for these things but when will the union take place in such a way that i am living all the time in you she has already realized the inner union few prayers before she has told that with the inner divine but now she, the next aspiration is next realization is when she will live in the divine mother in the divine so she says when you want it will happen and then there shall be no more any distinction i await that blessed hour without impatience of any kind when we are impatient we delay the journey you see have you experienced sometimes that when in impatience we rush out then we realize something i have left 
So you go back. You open the door. So patience means we actually put time on our side. Patience also implies trust. And this applies at all levels. If one is impatient in life, one actually ends up with nothing. Anything you want worthwhile to achieve. You see people uh, who want to quickly, instantly succeed, which are called as type A personality. They may take over a few cars, but by the time they reach towards the goal, they have a heart attack. They can't enjoy it because they have put themselves under tremendous stress. Whereas, do what you have to do, but do it with this complete trust, patience. Letting myself flow irresistibly towards it as a peaceful stream flows towards the boundless ocean. So there are two ways. One is the titan's path, which Shurabindu says. He rushes and storms to heaven. Titans also go, no, heaven. But what do they do? By their own force. They want to wrestle with the gods, dethrone them and occupy the space. It doesn't work. It will never work. In Savitri, there is a whole passage describing. Do not let the impatient drive your heart. But there is the other way. Where you go, but you go with trust that the divine, when he knows the time is there, the divine will come, he will unite our consciousness with him. This is not laxity or saying that, okay, it's okay when the time will come. It's not that state. But a state where I do, I aspire. But I know that when the divine wants, when I am ready or he will make me ready, then he will take me inside him. I remember long back when I had come here, so... You know, you become an ashram inmate after a few years. So after two years, somebody asked me, has your name come in the list? <laughs> the list comes. Usually it is four to five years. I said, no, it's too early. So they said, no, no, but uh, uh, you are a doctor, so don't they immediately take you? People outside don't know that. It doesn't work like that, <laughs> the biodata. So I said, see, I am sitting at the uh, chaukat, what it's called in English, the... Um, you know, outside the door. So you have that. I said, I am sitting outside the door of the Lord. When the Lord wants, he will open the door and call in. What is the problem? The door of the Lord. We are sitting outside that. When the Lord wants, he will open and I will go inside. But my job is to sit outside the door. If tomorrow he opens and I have said, oh, this door is not opening, let me go away. My job is also to aspire that the door opens. This is in me. Lord, open the door. Like we were doing, you know, so many days it was. Now we should aspire. Lord, let all this tamjam go away. So that we can just go and bow down to thee. Lord, I want to be in your room. We should aspire. But this aspiration should not lead to impatience, anger, agitation. This is the, it's a thin line. So she is aspiring, but without impatience. So we should aspire. But we know that the Lord knows when the time will be will be there because it's not just about you and me. It's not even about government directive, by the way. It's about the collectivity, when it is ready, when things are, why he is giving this experience to all of us. It the Lord knows. Maybe through this, something in us will increase in aspiration. That's how, that's one possibility. When, when you have an easy access to something, we fail to value it. So there are people who think like that. What is the difference? God is within. So he says, all right, find me within. But when we say, no, within is all right. I have found you inside. But I love also the body of my Lord. Then he'll say, oh, now you are on line track. 
So maybe through all this he's preparing us. So we should aspire, but aspiration should be without impatience. And meanwhile, we should let ourselves flow towards it as a peaceful stream. Thy peace is in me, and in that peace I see thee alone present in everything with the calm of eternity. So this is the difference between aspiration and desire to find the divine. Even divine we may do it in a state of vital restlessness and vital desire. And when we do it, we find nothing. You know, that sadhu who had come to meet Sri So he thought, I am a sadhu. I will get first preference. And when it was told to Sri that there is a sadhu who has said that he has been directed by the Parashakti to meet you. So Sri refused to meet him. Then he said, the sadhu said, if he doesn't meet me, I'll throw away all my clothes and rush to him. So Sri said, very inconvenient Parashakti. That he, <laughs> he knew that there is no such thing. He knew the truth. I have seen this with Champaklalji. If somebody came and told Champaklalji, I had a vision, divine mother asked me to come to you. Champaklalji will look like this, pick up a, give me a work. Champaklalji will look like this, pick up a flower, give and say, Go. He could see. At once it seems he mentioned something like, if the Divine Mother has sent you to me, she will also tell me, no, that somebody is coming. (laughs) So you see, it doesn't work like that. You can't fool a yogi. Yogi knows. You can't fool him, you know, Divine Mother has directed me. The yogi will also get directed simultaneously that do this. So Shirobindo said, tell him not to come. But this fellow won't listen. He started taking off his clothes and rushed through the staircase. As he went, you know, Shubhindo's staircase, it turns like this. As he went half the staircase where the cling to truth is there, he suddenly felt like he is pushed by a tremendous force like that movie 36 Chamber of Shaolin. And he couldn't bear it. He came rushing down and ran out. Says, yes, 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 he was right, he was right. And nobody knew what has happened. And then when this was informed to Shubhindo, Shubhindo smiled. And then they asked, why you didn't allow Lord? He said he had nothing in him except the pride that he has gone to the four Tirath Dhams. So he had the pride that because I have gone to the four Tirth Yatras, I deserve to be given an audience with the Lord. All that he had was the ego and pride that he has gone to the four Tirath. So see, this is, this, that's why we should be Patient in our journey. Restlessness, desire, storming like a titan leads us nowhere. So we read this prayer again. December 7th, 1912. Like a flame that burns in silence, like a perfume that rises straight upward without wavering, my love goes to thee. And like the child who does not reason, And has no care. I trust myself to thee. That thy will may be done. That thy light may manifest. Thy peace radiate. Thy love cover the world. When a child expresses a wish to the parent. Then leaves it to the parent. When, how is not our lookout. 
Here it's not a wish but an aspiration. So it has been given. Now the divine will decide when, what. When thou willest, I shall be in thee. Thyself. And there shall be no more any distinction. I await that blessed hour without impatience of any kind. Letting myself flow irresistibly toward it as a peaceful stream flows towards the boundless ocean. Thy peace is in me and in that peace I see thee alone, present in everything with the calm of eternity. This peace we must cultivate, nourish, ask for within ourselves. Otherwise, even when God is present, we shall not see Him. Namaste.